You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 68, Raising Grateful Kids. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. You're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hey, Mama. This episode will come out on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving here in the United States. And so the idea of gratitude is in the air. And I know that we don't only want to think about gratitude in November. We want to experience it all year long. And we want our kids to experience it all year long. So whether you're listening to this when it first comes out or you're listening to it in July, the ideas I'm talking about will still apply. I remember back when I was a stay-at-home mom and my kids were one and four. I took them to an indoor playground and cafe. Between lunch and the price of admission, it cost me a decent amount of money and we stayed there playing for a few hours. And as we were getting into the car to head home, Marissa said, where are we going now? And I said, we're going home, to which she replied, no fair. And I lost it. (laughs) I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was something along the lines of, how can you be so ungrateful? We're not even out of the parking lot of this place. And you're asking me where we're going next? I don't even get a thank you. I mean, I felt so unappreciated and taken for granted and resentful. Of course, I didn't know then what I know now, which is that I created all of those feelings myself with my own thoughts. Marissa didn't cause them at all. And I even remember as those words were coming out of my mouth, thinking she doesn't know what it means to take something for granted. I was making her no fair comment mean that she was ungrateful when it really didn't. But that experience helped me realize that she really didn't know what it meant to be grateful and that I had to teach her. It wasn't just about teaching her to act grateful by saying thank you. I had to create experiences where she would actually experience what it was like to feel grateful. And as you know from listening to this podcast, our thoughts create our feelings, and our feelings drive our actions. So when we train our kids to say thank you, just like when we force them to apologize, It's not coming from a genuine feeling of gratitude or remorse. It's coming from a feeling of obligation or a desire to get our approval. If we want our kids to feel grateful, we need to help them become aware of and notice what's around them and have conversations with them about their thoughts and feelings. Now, the human brain has a negativity bias and is wired to look for what's not working instead of noticing what is. So putting our kids aside for just a moment, focusing on the positive and being grateful doesn't come naturally to anyone. Add to that the fact that we live in a world of instant gratification and excess, and it's no wonder kids need a little guidance and support in this area. So Marissa and I started writing in a gratitude journal every night before bed. And I talked about this before in episode 41 about dealing with entitlement. She was four at the time. And every night we talked about what we were grateful for that day. Having this bedtime ritual not only helped Marissa, 
but it helped me to focus on all the good in my own life. And writing it down helped cement it and gave us a place to go back and remember the things that we had written before. Research studies also show that people who write in a gratitude journal before going to bed get more hours of sleep each night, spend less time awake before falling asleep, and feel more refreshed upon awakening. So when Marissa was seven, she and a friend were chasing each other during PE class when they crashed into each other and the friend fell on top of her. They both started crying, but within a few minutes, they were back up and running around again. Marissa didn't complain to anyone the rest of the school day, but when I picked her up, she told me that her arm hurt. And I noticed that she wasn't moving it much and that she was holding it close to her body, which seemed unusual. So I asked her if she wanted to go to the doctor, and right away she said yes, which was a sure indication that something was wrong. I mean, what kid says she wants to go to the doctor? (laughs) So we were both shocked when the doctor said her wrist had been fractured and she needed a cast. It was two days before the end of school, two days before our trip to Legoland, and four days before the start of camp. When we left the urgent care with her arm in a splint, Marissa was still in good spirits, but within about an hour, she started complaining that her arm was hot and itchy. I thought to myself, oh boy, this is only the first hour. How was I going to get through the next couple of weeks listening to constant whining and complaining? The urgent care doctor told us that it was a hairline fracture, and he predicted Marissa would have to wear the cast for two to three weeks, and the orthopedist scheduled a follow-up for the two-week mark. So I talked to the camp administrators who, without hesitation, assured me that they would figure out an alternate schedule for Marissa so that she could still attend camp and take part in as many activities as possible. They were committed to making sure she had a great summer. After that, I sat down with Marissa and said, listen, I know you're disappointed that you won't be able to go swimming for a few weeks. I was just surprised as you were when the doctor said you had to wear a cast. But how about instead of spending the next few weeks complaining and focusing on the negative, we focus on being thankful? Now, she looked at me kind of quizzically. So I said, thankful that it's only a hairline fracture and not a full break. Thankful that camp is doing everything they can to accommodate you and that they didn't just say, eh, stay at home until the cast comes off. What do you think? Marissa agreed. And for the next two weeks, I can honestly say that I didn't hear so much as a groan or a grumble about the cast. I was truly amazed and impressed. And I made a point of letting her know that I noticed. Prior to our follow-up visit with the doctor, Marissa started telling her friends and counselors that she was getting the cast off. I warned her, don't get your hopes up. The doctor hasn't said anything about getting it off yet. But she stayed optimistic. At the appointment, the doctor said the fracture was healing, but that the cast needed to stay on for another two weeks. Marissa didn't respond in an overly dramatic fashion, but she did cry. And I just held her in the doctor's office without saying a word. There was no need for I told you so or trying to rescue her from feeling upset. I was simply there to support her during a time of sadness and disappointment. The doctor walked past the exam room and gave me a questioning look. I explained to him that Marissa thought she'd be getting her cast off that day. He suggested I take her out for ice cream. When I said, she's allergic to dairy, he said, well, I think I've said enough for today, and left the room. Marissa continued to cry in the car. 
After a while, I let her know that she had permission to complain and whine for the rest of the day, but after that, we were going back to being thankful. And we did. Over the years, we've shared what we're grateful for every now and then at our dinner table, and not just the obvious things like food and shelter and family, but the often overlooked things like beauty in nature, kind deeds of others, and lessons learned from our mistakes. Marissa and Dahlia both help my mom deliver food for Meals on Wheels, and Marissa volunteers at the public library every week to help kids who are below grade reading level. They know that there are people less fortunate than they are, and they're learning to appreciate what they have. At 14, Marissa shows her appreciation for people all the time without any prompting from me. She said thank you to every person who gave her candy on Halloween. She says thank you every day to the security guard who holds the door open for her at school. She thanks me for meals and experiences and spontaneously offers gratitude for the little things I do as a mom. Sometimes I still need to put things in perspective for her. Just recently, I made plans for her to get together with a friend in two weeks. She became upset that the plans weren't happening sooner. I said, well, I could have made the plans for next month. And immediately she said, thank you, and dropped the issue. One moment I'll never forget was back in January when I took my kids on our first ever Disney cruise. We had only been on the ship a couple of hours when Dahlia stopped walking, turned around, ran over to me, flung her arms around me and said, thank you, mommy, thank you. It was so heartfelt and genuine and made the trip so much more worthwhile and special. Again, we can train our kids to act grateful, but what we really want is for them to feel it. So their expression of it is authentic. After I give a guidance lesson at school, many of the teachers say, and what do we say to Miss Howard? And the entire class says, thank you, Miss Howard, in unison. It's cute. I get that we want our kids to be polite, but it certainly doesn't feel as good to me as when a student seeks me out to share about an accomplishment or tells me he really wants to meet with me again. Rather than telling kids to be grateful and say thank you, or trying to cover up negative emotions with gratitude so they don't experience pain, we can create opportunities for them to feel grateful. We can say things like, wow, you're really lucky to have so many toys to play with. Did you know that there are some kids who don't have any toys at all? Maybe we could give some of the ones you don't play with anymore to them. How do you think they would feel to be able to play with a toy from your collection? How would you feel to be able to help? When you notice someone doing something kind for you, be sure to express appreciation and talk about it with your kids. That woman was so kind to go out of her way and show us where the elevator was. I'm so grateful to her for helping us. Here are some questions you can ask at the dinner table or before going to bed. What are you grateful for that you learned in school today? What do you appreciate about the house we live in? What's one thing you appreciate about your body? What qualities do you appreciate in your friend, teacher, grandparent, sibling? Think about a gift you received. Why do you think you received it? Do you think the gift was something the giver had to give you? How did you feel about the gift? Is there a way you want to show someone how much you appreciate them? Encourage your kids to express their thankfulness with others through thank you cards or face-to-face interactions, and always bring it back to how gratitude and appreciation feel for the one giving it and the one receiving it. 
I once heard Marie Forleo say that gratitude changes you on a cellular level and is the most important path to spirituality. And there's tons of research that suggests gratitude improves well-being. Remember, what you focus on expands. The more you pay attention to what you're grateful for, the more you will attract into your life to be grateful for. Do you have any rituals in your family that you could use to practice gratitude? I'd love for you to let me know in the comments section in today's show notes. And I want to end today's episode by expressing my gratitude to you. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing the podcast, and for actually implementing the tips and strategies that I share here. I am beyond blessed in my life, and I love doing this work in the world. I want to wish you a very safe, happy, and drama-free Thanksgiving. Don't forget to sign up for your free mini session with me if you're interested in taking your parenting and your life to the next level. And I'll see you back here next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast. If you liked this episode, please take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes and make sure you subscribe too so you never miss a show. Got a question, comment, or idea for an upcoming episode? Email me at pam at lessdramamoremama.com.